You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And we are here today once again with one of our favorite people, Andy Park, the creative director at the uh, over here in the Nebraska Repertory Theater, and uh, we are so excited uh, that he has invited us down here once again to speak with him about his latest production. Nice to see you again, Andy. Good to see both Welcome. of you, too. Thank you so much for coming and for covering Nebraska Rep. We all really appreciate it. Oh, we love it. We love Absolutely. coming down here. And we are so excited for your next production. It's called The Way to the Way. And when I first took a look at what was on your season i just knew that somehow this had something to do with the influence that you had when you were in china and so i was like okay we have to ask him about how this came about and and you wrote it and so yes this is written by you as well yeah that's yeah. right and yeah i mean i'll tell you the Tao or the way so there's a famous philosopher lao tzu okay and he wrote this book called the Tao de jing or the book of the way and so this show um, is influenced by that and some other Chinese uh, uh, philosophers as well. Wonderful. So how did you get inspired for this? What was the moment that you knew that you were going to put this into action? Well, you referenced when I was in China. So yes. years ago, I worked for the Cirque Shanghai franchise, and this was really my big break in the theater. I had just graduated from grad school. I was working a job I hated for people I didn't like, mm. doing things I didn't believe in. You know how it goes. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like at the end of my wits, and then I got this call. I'd been recommended as a writer-director for Cirque Shanghai, and before I knew it, I'd never Ever been, you know, the furthest I'd been is Canada, you know, and I found myself a couple months later in China spending months at a time putting together Chinese acrobat shows and then bringing them back to the USA Open in uh, yeah. Chicago, and then they would tour to different casinos in Atlantic City and around the country and the world. And then I would, once I got the show touring, then I would go back and start the next one. And so um, I just fell in love with uh, Chinese culture and also, yeah. uh, you know, the spectacle of it all and, and Chinese theater and, mm -hmm. um, and also the uh, Chinese thought, Eastern thought. Mm -hmm. And so when the pandemic rolled around and everyone was, you know, down this identity politics path, sure. um, I started to think, you know, there is a different approach where we start to emphasize the ways that we're all connected right. as a ways instead of the ways that we sort of um, are separate yes. mm -hmm. from each other. Right. And so that's really where I started to think about this would be a great time to uh, look at the Tao, to consider Lao Tzu again, and that's where the show came from. So how did you decide, there are so many principles that the Tao has. How did you decide on which ones that you're gonna incorporate into the show? Well, that's a really good question. And you know, there's, um, there's another philosopher who came after Lao Tzu and um, his name is Zhuangzi. And he wrote a book called The Zhuangzi. And so what's cool about him is he used like crazy animal tales and fables and fairy tale sorts of methods okay. to, uh, to sort of um, make explain what the way is and, and how the Tao works and all of that. And, and they're really fun. Like he is the only philosopher that you will read and laugh out loud. He's hysterical. Oh. I, and, and so it's been really fun. So I used a lot of Zhuangzi. I used parts of the Tao Te Ching. And I put together a story that I think is going to be uh, really universal. 
Um, and then the coolest part of the show, it's the community groups that are going to be performing with yeah. us. We, yeah, we saw that. It's, yeah, it's like, a, per, per, like a kind of before the actual show starts and then yeah. Um, yeah. afterwards as well? Or? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were involving the Asian community. And there's a vibrant one here in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And the um, Asian Com- Community and Cultural Center, we work directly with them to find different groups from the community that will be coming to perform. Mm-hmm. We, have, um, we have a group that's coming to uh, teach Tai Chi. And, and audience members will get to participate uh, oh, at neat. the beginning of the show. Sweet. We have... Uh, uh, we have dancers and we have a percussion group that will open and then we have the way to the way and then every show ends with a Chinese lion dance oh. and this is percussion and flutes and lions and yes. it's going to be so much oh, fun so beautiful ah. I can't wait. <laughs> I know. This is very exciting. And I just love how the rep has really, especially this season, has really has really embraced all of the inclusion and just celebrated so many different cultures. Yeah, you know, we want to be the theater of all Nebraska. Yeah. And we really feel that, that we have to tell stories from, you know, sort of decentralize that European Western canon a bit mm-hmm. and make sure that we're exploring <laughs> other narrative structures and ideas yes. and stories. And so that's what we've really been committed to doing. Wow. See, yeah, and, and no, I absolutely love that because there are so many different, like you said, kind of narrative structures, stories from all over the world that just aren't, you know, European centric, uh, w- which I finally found out when I started reading different stuff. And it's like, wow, all of these great stories, all of these great characters, these different sort of ways of thinking and philosophy that just never kind of made it over to us. Yeah. And it's really sort of refreshing. And I know it's not new, but to us, it feels brand new. And like it's a new thing and, and it gets you really interested. And it's like, well, what is this all about? And, and why, why is this and, and how does this apply to you know, me? I actually love that point because when you think about it, it's not new, but it is. Like if you yeah. think about it, so Lao Tzu was basically like a philosopher of the stature of Aristotle, probably writing roughly around the same time. Yeah. So here you have these two philosophers and there's two different traditions that are there. And yeah. here we are getting a chance to, you know, sort of explore this this. Uh, Eastern uh, tradition that was, yes. you know, f- right. coming from around the same time period, just in a very different part of the world. So, yes. like 400 BC, we're yeah, talking about roughly four, so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. The history and then so of much, that. and they were so disconnected at that point, and all this stuff evolved sort of independently, and it's fascinating to watch, and especially to see the similarities. Oh. Where these people in completely different parts of the world who never probably mm-hmm. even heard of each other or yeah. or their lands they're thinking the same things. Absolutely, you know, that's really interesting. That's very much like that Joseph Campbell, like how does yes. this hero wear a thousand, you know, different masks or have mm-hmm. a thousand different faces, you know? How, how do these stories that have these similar reverberations occur all over the world with cultures that have not touched each other? It's very interesting. Yeah, exactly. Really interesting. And honestly, it, it must just come down to just our basic humanity. And it, it, that is what it means to be human. I think you're right. And you know what? You're talking like a Dallas, you know? <laughs> you sound like a Dallas, you know? I think George Lucas and Yoda sound like a Dallas. I'll tell you what, you're absolutely right. That is exactly it. I was just watching one of the episodes of, of you know, one of the new series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And watching, you know, 
how the the new Yoda, I forget his name, is, oh, yes. is learning the way. Grogu. Yeah, Grogu, thank you. <laughs> and how he's learning the way. And I'm thinking, man, this is the Tao Te Ching on its yeah. feet. Know. You know, yes. it really, every time I hear anything from Jedis, it's like, mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, really interesting and, and, and really uh, fascinating that you've been able to put this together and not only put this together as just like a, a, a play, because this isn't just sort of a, a normal play and it's not a musical, but also it has one of my favorite things of all time is puppets, that, is that you're bringing out the puppets again. <laughs> that is right. I love that. And you know, our puppet maker, uh, Jill Hibbert, yes. she's the designer and the builder. She has really outdone herself oh, with this one. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah, she truly is. And I, I can't wait for you to see it. Um, oh. She gets into some shadow puppetry in this one. Excellent. She does some uh, large-scale, life-size animal puppets in this one. Um, so it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And But I think... Also, just the mechanics that she's worked in to the puppets, I find extremely fascinating. You know, the okay. puppets that are blinking and their mouths are moving. Um, she has, there's this large life-size horse puppet, and as you push it, you wheel it around, but its legs are rigged so that they move oh, automatically. Oh, that's wonderful. And it can do a whole series of tricks that I probably shouldn't spoil. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, but, yes. But, you know, she had a lot of fun with that puppet oh, in particular. I and uh, I, I did catch a glimpse of it on your social media. Yeah, you had so. a little, little, oh, little just good. Got a little bit of a glimpse. Just a yeah. part of it, that's all. Yeah. yeah. So how did you decide to come up with a script for this? So we've got all of these, these wonderful pieces, but how do you... Yeah, you know, I think the most important thing is that you tell a story that re is relatable. And I didn't want to just do a, you know oh, this is a poetic reading of the Tao Te Ching. And, yeah. you know, because it's beautiful. Like, you can read the Tao in an afternoon or you can read it in a lifetime. It's 5,000 words, but yes. it's so profound you could just read it over and over. It's gorgeous. And it sounds like Yoda in many ways. <laughs> it, um, yeah. it, it really does. But, but in a beautiful, beautiful way. It is gorgeous and, and inspirational, and I love it. Um, but I, I knew that it needed to be more than a reading. I thought it should be a, a narrative that would take you through Taoist ideas so you could see how they apply to a single life sort of thing. Oh, neat. And, uh, you know, in the Zhuangzi, there's this really famous story about a turtle that comes upon a well, and there's a frog that's down there. And, um, and he approaches the frog, and he's like, hey, do you want me to help you out of this well? And the frog is like, I got everything down here. You know, he, he has no interest in leaving the well. And so to, to this day in China, you know, there's a saying about don't be a frog in the well. You have to expand your horizons. You have to look beyond it. Yeah. But, you know, a Taoist would also look at that story and think maybe that frog has everything he needs. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, he maybe content he's content. Exactly. With what he has. Mm -hmm. Yes. So right. this, this story is about a turtle that's on his way to the seashore. And, um, and then he, he meets, um, at the, toward the end of his journey, he meets this frog. Okay. Um, so that it's, it's sort of taking this Taoist story, expanding on it, weaving in elements of the Tao Te Ching, other narratives uh, from the Zhuangzi and, and other Taoist tales. And, uh, and it's a journey story that shows this turtle um, basically finding the way. Wow. Uh, I think it's hilarious that you think Star Wars and I think Wayne Dyer. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Wayne Dyer. I mean, I he Wayne was a big Dyer. Yeah. And, you know, actually, Stephen Mitchell also wrote mm -hmm. a really famous uh, book, uh, really did a translation of the Tao Te Ching. Yeah. And he actually, when he wrote it, 
um, he actually approached George Lucas and said, could I call this the, the Tao of Yoda? Oh, yes. Uh, Lucas, of course, wouldn't allow for that to no. happen. Right. Um, but so now we got this gorgeous translation of the Tao Te Ching from Stephen Mitchell, which is mm. also beautiful. But Wayne Dyer's, his is gorgeous, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful to, to hear people talk about stuff like that in, in today's world. And I think this is another iteration of that is that you're bringing something that has so much history to it and making it relevant to us today. And I think probably one of the things, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of empathy in it as well, since those are some of the values. And Oh, yeah, um, compassion is so critical to Dallas huge. thought. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. And just I, making it relevant. Yeah. Yeah. I think it definitely speaks to the moment. And, it, you know, it, it's, it's interesting how... You know, one of the Taoist ideas is that you accept things the way they are. In fact, you rejoice in the way things are. Yeah. You know, so much of the time we spend our time running around the circle, as the Taoists would claim, you know, not this, not this, this, I want that instead, <laughs> instead of staying in the center of the circle mm -hmm. and allowing the things to happen around you and accepting the balance of that. So, so you wrote this and... Uh, we have puppets, we have, now we also have music, I believe I said. Now, now did, did you have a hand in writing the music as well? I or? did. Um, okay. I, I worked with um, a good friend of mine. We've written several musicals together. Oh. And so I do more uh, lyrics and he is the okay. composer. And so um, Scott Lamps, he yeah. did the music for this cool. and he also recorded a ton of the music. And, uh, and I think it sounds great. The cast went into the studio and sang some of the music cool. as well that we're using. Um, some of the, we also have a lot of incidental music and then a couple of songs okay. in there. Um, and then okay. a really good um, um, artist, uh, an amazing artist, uh, David Roth, um, he wrote this song called The Cutter of Stone. It's not David Lee Roth. It's a folk, <laughs> it's a folk singer. <laughs> it's All a right. folk singer. And he wrote this song called Cutter of Stone based on a Taoist story. And so uh, we use that song as well. And Scott did a new arrangement of it for, for oh, this. Wow. So Cool. That's exciting. Okay, so I got to know... Um, <laughs> And I don't know whether you may not, uh, whether you may know this off the top of your head, but all, all of the puppets and puppetry, and you said they got the shadow puppets and all that. Did did she, did Jill ever do a final count on how many she made for this particular production? Well, you know that is a, such an interesting question <laughs> because when so we when we started this project, um, it was even larger than it was. Oh. I mean, yeah, we and so she built all of these puppets, like over a hundred puppets for wow. this show, as the challenges uh, of putting on a production came about during this very, very crazy time mm -hmm. uh, came about, we ended up actually doing a major rewrite of the show and creating a whole different set of puppets. Oh. So she has made like so many puppets oh my that it, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but like this production here, I don't have an exact count, but I'm sure it, it's got to be somewhere between 50 and 100 puppets wow. that, that will be in this show. And, and then probably what, there are probably different kinds of puppets. So, so there's probably a line where something isn't a puppet, but it is. Yeah. And you know, the, the, <laughs> the, one of the really fun things about this style is that you, you don't necessarily bring a puppet out for long periods of time. Sometimes mm -hmm. the puppet just needs to go across the stage. Like there's this one spot yeah. where these cranes go across the stage. You see them for like five seconds. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're yeah. amazing. And then they're gone, you know, or like we have these ants that come on. 
these other really special puppets. And so like in the moment, you're like, oh, that's so cool. And you might not even think about them again. You'll remember certain puppets, but, but it all adds to the spectacle of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. Oh, I think it's man. great. Okay. So what kind of feedback have you gotten from the groups that you're using um, for like your first part? of each of the performances. Yeah, you know, the groups oh, yeah. have been extremely excited to be a part of it. And, and also I think, that, I think that they recognize this as an opportunity to, to be seen in a very large way. You know, several thousand people will see the show and it's an opportunity for them to, to reach the, the UNL community here as well. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's been a lot of excitement and I think everyone is, is pretty, pretty happy about this opportunity uh, to do yeah. this and to just see a story that's from their tradition, you know, put up on the stage, I think is special for people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we've had a lot of help, like with the show itself, you know, partners um, that have contributed all from the very beginning, even the writing stages um, and all the way up until now. And now we have these amazing local groups that are going to be getting on stage and they are mm-hmm. awesome. They are wow. going to, they're going to blow people away. So I can't wait. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, wonderful. All right, so, well, okay, so for somebody who uh, may not have uh, ever had any experience uh, with, with the Dada Chank or, or uh, anything of that nature, and this might be something, this is brand new, um, what do you say to them? How should they, how should they come? How should they come to this? Well, I think that you should come to the show with just an open heart and know that the Dao, what's great about Taoism is that they just don't take themselves too, too, too seriously. You know, <laughs> yes. they love to laugh. They, they want to embrace life the way it is. And so you just come and experience a, a story from a different worldview yeah. and, and, and just enjoy it. And don't, you know, don't worry too much. It will, there will be different ideas that are expressed here. And, and if you like them, you should look into them more. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, well, there's plenty of options to explore the Western tradition <laughs> exactly. around. So you can, yeah. you can go. But I think if you've never been around the Tao, it's, it's extremely poetic. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the idea that all of us are connected by this essence or this energy that runs through us all, that we're all deeply connected. And what you do to someone else, you do to yourself. And, you know, these are concepts that I think all of us can remember and, um, and that I think on some level, all of us know that that's true, that, that we have this profound connection with all life and, and all things on this on this planet Mm -hmm. so and this universe for that matter as the Dallas would say right so on the musical score then are you bringing in some different instruments that you would normally not not be using absolutely you definitely hear like the 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 tradition and Mm -hmm. I won't try to say what all the instruments are because (laughs) I I don't know for sure (laughs) Um, but but I do but you'll hear it and you'll hear the influence that that the the eastern Chinese influence on the score Mm -hmm. And the composer, um, you know, he has his degree in Eastern thought okay. as well. So he was yeah. just the perfect person to work yeah. on it. Right. And, um, and he's taken great care. So yeah, you'll hear, you'll hear that and you'll hear that influence and you'll just know uh, that, 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 you know, that the score is supporting this very important story um, just as it should. Oh, wow. Well, we're super excited. And, and I'm, you know, the puppets that you make are just amazing. So I cannot wait to see them. Yeah, no, we, we've been so excited to see, uh, of course, uh, last time we uh, uh, were able to see something kind of along this vein, which was a thousand words, which I, which yeah. 
was just one of the favorite things I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I cried um, in a puppet show. Yeah, and I, and I, and I think I think we saw it three times, and that and yeah, I came back. Yes, and I just loved it, and uh, <laughs> and I and I honestly, I just I can't wait to come see this. I, I've I've really been looking forward to this oh, quite a bit, and um, I would just encourage everybody to to come and give this check this out because Andy's shows are not like other shows that you have seen no <laughs> and this is part of your whole journey that you're doing yes this, this wonderful right. seasonal journey it sounds that completely you put appropriate yeah so well i thank you again you guys and i, I can't wait to see you guys on wednesday night wonderful thank you so thank much you. andy park creative director of the nebraska repertory theater the name of the show is the way to the way the way to the way opens february 23rd at the nebraska repertory theater Wednesday through Saturday shows are at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday shows are at 2 p.m. For tickets, go to nebraskarep.org. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music for this podcast was used with permission by Screaming Skull Productions. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.